ladies that didn't get, get, get gifts. Rosie has gifts. Would the four ladies please stand that didn't get a gift? We have Connie. Connie. Uh, okay, and then Maria. There's Maria. Rosie's so sweet. She's like, we can't forget the ladies. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Father, we just ask you to bless this message, Lord, that you're speaking through me, Lord. It's not of my own accord, but, Father, your Holy Spirit is on the inside of me. Your Holy Spirit is um, saying the things that you would want me to say today to these ladies so that their lives can change and so that they can be blessed and leave here um, better women of God, Lord, to serve you all the days of their lives. Father, I thank you um, for everything that you do for us. I thank you for giving us this ministry to uh, help reach out and evangelize to the communities and to our world Father, and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hallelujah. Today, um, we're finding God's path for you and for us or you in Christ. And really, it means finding God's path, finding God's purpose for us, okay? Um, we're all at different places in that area. Some of us might be at a more, you know, a, a level where... We know pretty much what God is having us do. And some of us, we're still trying to figure it out. So today, we're going to grow in that area. We're all going to grow, and uh, we're going to move forward in it. So anyway, if you think about it, trying to discover God's path for you in Christ, it can be stressful and overwhelming, or it can be an exciting time with God. Okay, a lot of people I know, they come to me and they're a little bit stressed out because they're like, how do I know what God wants me to do? Well, if you spend time with him, he'll, he'll tell you. It can seem like such a big, confusing subject or a wonderful voyage that you get to take with the Lord. It can be a wonderful voyage. You want to move forward, but you're not sure how. You want to find your purpose, but you feel like you're wandering. But this can be the best time of your life, okay? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. It can be awkward because, you know, the Lord, he doesn't give us long sentences. Like he doesn't write it down uh, on a paper and say, okay, you're going to do this, this, and this. No, the Lord will give us words. Or the Lord will give us a word. Or the Lord will give us an impression, a thought an idea, and then he expects us to move out in faith on it. Was that you, Lord? <laughs> Did you talk to me? <laughs> Am I hearing you correctly? <laughs> and so we have to have faith and know, okay, we might make mistakes, but the Lord wants to talk to each and every one of you he doesn't want you to live like life here on this earth because that's why he left the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can guide us 
and lead us into all the truths. Our desire should be to have a close relationship with him and be able to hear his voice, be able to hear those impressions he gives us, those commands. You can trust God to lead you where he wants you to go. You're in his hands. So first we're going to talk about what are some things that kind of show us where we're at, okay? Um, let's talk about there's five things that kind of show us where we're at, and we have to think about those things um, because we want to develop, okay? And sometimes maybe we're doing things that are going to hold us back. The first thing is, you know, when you're walking with the Lord, you're going to be joyful. Well, if you don't have any joy or you don't have any excitement, what does that mean? It means you're not excited about the things of God. You're not in the things of God. You're not listening to the Lord. That's the way we grow. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's, an, that's a very, uh, that saying, faith comes by hearing. People say it all the time, but there's a reason for it. Because people get so busy that they forget how to grow in faith. Listen to that word. Listen to songs that have, are the word of God. Listen to Pastor Chuck during the week. Or listen to someone else that you like. Listen on the radio, okay, to ministers. Have your faith grow. That's really important. Okay, we are going to play something today, and it's called Scripture Check. When I say Scripture Check, whoever finds the Scripture first, <laughs> stand up and read it out loud, really loud. Okay, now, if you stand up and you haven't found the scripture left yet, you're disqualified from that one. You have to find it, okay? I thought I'd add this just because we do have quite a few scriptures, and um, I want to hear it from you guys so everybody can hear it. So anyway, we're going to do a scripture check now. Get your phones out. Whoever wants to play. If you have phones, get your scripture check out. Are you ready? Or your Bible, whatever. Bible, phones, whatever. Okay. Proverbs 17, 22. Proverbs 17, 22. Okay, Cecilia, read it out loud. Okay, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Okay, that's why the Lord is telling you, be joyful, be excited, because it's going to affect you in a bad way. You're ruining your health, really, is that's, that's what it's doing. But when you truly know that God loves you, he's going to take care of you, you, you do have joy. I mean, when I go out every day, I have joy because I know that no matter what happens, the Lord's going to take care of me. He's going to work it out, no matter how bad it is. That's what my husband taught me. <laughs> he said, my father would fix anything. <laughs> and so I, when I go out every day, I say, okay, Lord, no matter what happens today, you're going to do it for me. So praise the Lord. 
Uh, the second thing is we don't, we don't feel fulfilled in life. Okay? We don't feel fulfilled, some of us. And one of the things about that is we look at ourselves in the wrong way. That's why we don't feel fulfilled. And we don't allow the Holy Spirit to, or we don't allow ourselves to think about the Holy Spirit and to think about Jesus enough or to think about the Bible enough because we're thinking about, I just can't do this, I can't do that, I'm not able, I want to do this, I have a dream, but I don't think I can do it. I, I haven't been able to do it yet. You know, but... We have to look at ourselves in the right way and in our life. Look at the good things that God has done for you, and you will be more fulfilled. And talking about fulfillment, let's talk about work. Some of us work. Some of us don't. But I, I'm retired, but I still work. <laughs> we work so that we don't have to work, okay? All of us know the feelings of pointless work. Right? We go to work, we go to the office, we clock in, we do our job, then we go home and collapse in front of the TV. <laughs> we work for the weekends, we work for vacation, and we work for retirement. Amen. That's not having fulfillment. We need to ask God, Lord, how can I be fulfilled on my job? I know my husband, he, when he worked for Kaiser, he would witness to everybody. That was what fulfilled him. I mean, I think he liked his job, but, I mean, his job wasn't like, you know. <laughs> he did finances, you know, those types of things, counting. But he would witness to everybody, and he had a Bible study there. So he was teaching people. That's how he made it. So just ask the Lord, Lord, how can I be fulfilled at my job? And he'll show you. Okay, the next thing, we feel stuck and we have no direction. Do you guys ever feel stuck? I know I have in certain areas in my life where, Lord, I just can't get past this, you know? You feel as though you're wandering from thing to thing. Nothing excites you and you don't have any specific goals. Unlike the Israelites, at least the Israelites had some, a goal. What was their goal? The promised land. They had a goal, even though it took them 40 years. At least they made it there, right? So only God can help us break free from feeling stuck. And then the last thing is, are we living in sin according to the Bible? or according to the world, we have to look at the Bible. In other words, we have to make decisions according to the Bible, not according to the world. The world has a great influence on all of us, on every person on this earth, because the enemy is the small G-O-D of this world. That's what the Bible said. He is the God of this world. That's why there's so much negativity Everything you do is in the world. It's negative. It's bad. If you stay out in it, that's what's going to get on you. If you hang around people like that, that's what's going to get on you. So we have to be careful not to do that. Okay. 
Scripture check. John 14, 15. Stand up, whoever has it. Okay, Hilda, out loud. John 14, 15. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Okay, if you really love Jesus, are you doing what he says? Are you asking him to help you get out of something that you're in? You know, because the Bible says if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So that's something we have to look at. We want to follow God. We want to be in his path. We want to do the right thing, but yet we're not overcoming those things that are keeping us back. The Bible says, lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. Lay aside every weight so we can be free, so you can be free to serve God and to see his miraculous powers in your life. So uh, one of the things, you know, there's, there's little white lies. <laughs> there's cheating. There's worshiping money. There's, of course, sexual sins. Sexual sins. <laughs> Nobody likes to hear that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> these things happen. But I wanted to uh, talk about to you, of course, you know, if you're in a sin or something, it's just like, Ask the Lord to help you get out. I pray for anyone here today that is caught in something. When you're caught in something like that, you're trapped. And you don't know how to move forward in the Lord and see the wonderful things he has for you. So one of the things I wanted to mention was when my son was going to college, you have to fill out this form called FAFSA. F-A-F-S-A, okay? And so it tells you on there, tell, you know, report how much you're making. So it was so tempting not to report all the money. I mean, back then. I'm not like that anymore. But (laughs) (laughs) that was when he was like 16 or 17. (laughs) But anyway, um, so, because I was telling my husband, well, you have a housing allowance. I mean, that's for your house. That's not really, a, you know, that's not really a income, right? He goes, no, Marianne, it is income. So we ended up reporting everything. Of course, we didn't get anything because we're making too much money. But you know what? It didn't matter because it's all paid off now. God helped us pay that whole thing off. And the thing that was good about it when you go to these... Um, he went to UCAL Berkeley. They make the kids pay part of it, and the parents pay part of it. So it's a dual thing. Yeah, so when he got out of college, he went to work. He paid his part. We paid his part, and it was all paid off. So I didn't have to cheat, you know? The Lord provided. Okay, so Deuteronomy. No, Scripture check. Uh, Galatians 5, 19 through 22. 
Scripture check. Galatians 5.19 through 22. Okay. Yeah, read it loud and good. Come on up here. Come on up here. I can't hear you. Have a soft voice. Okay. Um, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, um, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Keep going. Oh. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong... Oh, I thought 24? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so the antidote for these things is living a life of integrity and godliness. Okay? Um, that's why we want to walk in the Spirit. And in the Spirit, we have those fruits of the Spirit that help us live a good godly life. Okay, um, scripture check. Scripture check. Come on, you guys. Three. <laughs> scripture check. Scripture check. <laughs> Jeremiah. Rosie, you know this one by heart. <laughs> yeah, stand up and say it loud. <laughs> I thought she would be the first one up. That's right. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Okay? He has good plans for you. Okay, we have to trust him and live a good life. Um, you know, the God of this world is here to steal, kill, and destroy. And, but God has plans for us, so we, we don't even have to worry about him if we stick with Jesus. Okay, so now we're going to go into how we find God's path, our purpose in Christ, okay? So the first thing, which is very obvious, is go to God in prayer on a regular basis. Let's start with... Um, Praying to God, asking him for wisdom and direction. Scripture check, James 1, 5 through 7. Margaret. No, you're not doing it? <laughs> Do we have anyone else? She, she was getting up to throw her thing away. Gina, stand up. Say it loud. James 1, 5 through 7.
Amen. We like the first line, right? We like the first line. If any of you lacks wisdom, let us ask of God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But then the next lines. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. I don't like those two little verses after. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> no, 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 no. You, it, I'm just trying to say. I'm trying to tell you what people struggle with that one. Okay, <laughs> okay. But no, it's just, it's just. Yeah, you have to believe. You have to have faith. Once you talk to God, that's it. Lord, I have faith. You have to keep feeding on the Word of God and keep your faith up. You can't keep your faith up, like I said, unless you're feeding on the Word of God. So this is good news. God wants to give us a pur purpose. He desires us to have joyful, ambitious lives. And like I said, to believe. Um, Cecilia, talk about that just real quick. Believe when you're believing. What do you do? When you're believing something. Even when, even when you, you feel like a doubt is coming in, it's just repeat. So, like, I know Pastor talks about this a lot. When he was healed of cancer, he was just always drilling in the word of God. And he just chose a, a verse that spoke to what he um, was, was addressing, his need or his... Um, particular circumstance, and he would just repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And that's what you do. You just repeat it and you repeat it so much that it gets so down deep in you that that's what your mind starts to be conformed. That's called renewing your mind to the Word of God. Yeah, if, if whoa, that's loud. <laughs> if, if your mind is like think doubting, okay, just keep saying it. Lord, I thank you. Just like this. This right here? I believe that I'm healed by Jesus' stripes. Even though I've lost 80% of hearing in my right ear, I believe it. And no matter what anybody says to me, I have it. I will never stop believing. Even if I die here and go to heaven... When I get to heaven, I'll be healed. <laughs> no, but I believe I will be healed here in the name of Jesus. He already paid the price for me. Okay, scripture check. Scripture check. I thought you, Patricia, would be quick at this. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I know Patricia, she's quick. She would be doing all of <laughs> <laughs> Scripture check, scripture check. Stand up. Do you have it? Did I not tell you? Oh. <laughs> First, <laughs> First Timothy 6.12. Okay, Hilda. 
That's right. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold onto eternal life. What, what does the good fight of faith mean? Does anybody know? Yes, Lorraine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Amen. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is a decision. And one of the things, it, it touched on it, one of the things... Fight the good fight of faith. The good fight, you know what the good fight is? You're going to win. That's why it's good. Okay, you're going to win. That's why it's good. That's right. Okay, um, scripture check. Scripture check. Well, <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> Galatians 6, 9, scripture check. <laughs> I won't tell you my age, okay? <laughs> 6, 9. Okay, I'm going to let her do it because, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Margaret. Nice and loud. Yeah, if we do not give up. Let us not grow weary when we're doing good, when we're doing the things of God. You know, we're, we have a, a dream. Keep on believing. Keep on moving forward. Keep on doing what God tells you to do. Okay, number two, dig into God's word. The first one was pray. This one is dig into God's word. In order to plant something, you have to dig way deep in the ground to plant the seeds. This is what you have to do to have the word of God go way, go way deep in your spirit. To find peace, healing, finances, hope. So the primary way, what is the primary way God speaks to us? Who knows? The Word of God, that's right. Now, you won't find any verses in the Word that tell you, you know, be a lawyer, be a this, be a that. It's not going to direct you that way, okay? Um, So, Scripture check, Psalm 119, 105. This is one of my favorite verses. Psalm 119, 105. Yes. Do it, turn around and do it loud. Yeah, one nineteen one oh five. 
Do it loud. This is a great scripture. Your word is a light, a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So when you're ever on the path of God, that's what's going to show you the way is the word of God. You know, it's so funny. You can read the word of God, then all of a sudden you'll be walking along. Lord, was that you? (laughs) And all of a sudden he talks to you in your mind, in your heart, whatever. He's not even talking about what you just studied, but he's telling you about something he wants you to do. He loves it when we read the word of God. So we learn how to have wisdom. It's the first step toward finding our true purpose. Okay, another thing, um, I'm going to not go, I'm just going to read these because this is, there's a few of these. But a very important of developing your relationship with God is knowing who you are in Christ, okay? Um, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. 2 Corinthians 5.17, if you want to write that down. In Christ, we enjoy privilege of being spiritually alive. Romans 6.11. In Christ, we have eternal life despite deserving death for our sins. We have eternal life. In Christ, we are no longer condemned. We're no longer condemned. We are judged. We are not judged. Romans 8, 1. Oh, it's up here, right? Oh, okay, good. In Christ, we have the right to come become children of God, 1 John 1, 12. And we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, Ephesians 2, 10. We are God's workmanship. Do you think he's going to fail? He doesn't fail at anything, so he's not going to fail at us either. Whatever we want to do, he's going to help us do it as long as it's okay with him. Okay, determine your gifts and strengths. God has given us special gifts. You could be a math whiz, anything. What are some special gifts that God has given any of you real quick? Yes. A mother? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. That's good. That's great. That's hard to do. Lorraine? Oh, that's nice. Anything else? Rosie? Yay. (laughs) Anybody else? Huh? She likes to teach. Very good. Yes. She likes to pray. You guys need to be friends with her. (laughs) If she likes to pray. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you, a lot of people probably know this, but the new ladies that don't know me, (laughs) um, One of my gifts, like I mentioned before, is just for some reason the Lord 
has put me around people my whole life. I was a cheerleader. I had to be a cheerleader in high school. If I wasn't a cheerleader, I would have died. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's how important it was to me. And it's a funny thing because I prayed, and the Lord, for some reason, the lady that judged, she was the head of all the judges to pick the cheerleaders, she came up to me one day, and she started talking to me. She goes, I heard you really, you know, know how to jump high and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And she was saying, you're, you're, you're going to do so good. She was, like, really encouraging me. And I thought, you know, I think the Lord sent that lady to me to, you know, uh, I don't know, just to give me a sign that I was going to do well or whatever. But it was kind of cool the way the Lord set it up when I was young. Um, I didn't graduate from college till I was 50, but I did it. <laughs> right. Um, and my son, I, I raised him, so I didn't want to go to school or anything. I just wanted to focus on him and work and do what I had to do. But then I finally said, I'm going to do it, and I finally did it. Um, and so, you know, God helped me do that. Like I said, I married my husband. He was a children's church teacher when I met him at the church. And all the kids loved him. And they were all climbing on the walls and having fun. <laughs> he, he was just having a good time with them. I never knew he was going to be a senior pastor someday. So you just never know what God's going to do. So those were the things he did to help me support him in everything I've done. Um, but one thing I'm saying is you don't have to go to school to be successful. Some people aren't, they don't like school. Not that they don't like to learn, but maybe they just don't like the formal training in school. It doesn't matter. You know, you can have your own business. You can find a mentor. You can be at a job and, and get favor with someone and They'll promote you, you know. There's a lot of different things. So God has a lot of different ways. So I just wanted to mention that. And then to determine your passions. Okay, so um, you guys did the little table thing, right? I just want one example that was a good one. Who has an example that want to do it? Raise your hand up really quick. Stand up. Stand up, girl. Come over here. My child that passed away. And him leaving me my grandson. And this is what I thrive for every day. Amen. Do you want to say anything else? No. Okay. Praise God. Amen. So that motivation is a heart of love. Motivation of love. That's beautiful. Okay, and determining our passions often helps 
us figure out what God has called us to do, our passions. Think about it. You have passions, and when you do those passions, it makes you happy, right? Makes you joyful. Like, of course, being a mother to me is great, too. And <laughs> my son is uh, almost 40 now. He's 39. But, you know, I just love it when he says, Mom, let's, will you go to the store with me and help me pick out some stuff? Or will you come over to my house and help me hang up some stuff? You know, I mean, that makes me the happiest person in the world that he wants to be with me, you know. That's a beautiful thing, right? When your kids love you. That's, that's an, a, a passion. Who, who has another passion they want to mention? Dolores? Yeah, Dolores. Good, good. Come on up. Yeah, and um, they they bring me so much joy, and um, I'm like Pastor um, Chuck. Like I like to just let them be themselves, and you know, just like redirect them and talk to them. I don't like yelling at them. If I have to be firm with them, like I don't like raising my voice. I'm just like, you need to listen, okay? And then they laugh at me, but you know, they know that I love them, and I just I I try to find a way for them to. Um, to listen to me. And um, there's two, just real quickly, there's two little, uh, very severe artistic little girls that I work with, and they're, they're in their own little world, you know? So I go up to them sometimes, and, and I'm like, Jesus loves the little children. And I sing to them, and then they like, Jesus? I said, yes, Jesus loves you. And I pray over them. So that, that brings me a lot, of, a lot of joy, you know, that I can... I feel that the Lord has me there for, for a reason, Amen. you know? Amen. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dolores. Okay, so I'm going to move quicker so we can get through everything. The next thing is um, bring others into your life, people that can mentor you, uh, people that can encourage you. It's good to be around. Like I have... Rosie. She encourages me in everything I do. You know, I mean, I can be a hard one. <laughs> but you know what? We both love each other no matter what happens. We're, we're sisters in the Lord. And God has really been good. I've never had a friend like her. I really haven't. I don't know what to say. I mean, I told her the other day, I, I don't know what I'd do without you. <laughs> but anyway, the reason I say that is because we help one another. We encourage one another. We don't, ne neither of us knows everything, but we try to be there for one another, and we even know how to fight, huh, Rosie? <laughs> we know how to fight in love. Um, so bring others, there's a lot of women here that you can, you know, get, um, wisdom from, 
You know, that's why it's so important to get together with the women, and that's why we have these, because I, my prayer is that you all um, really, um, sh you know, shine upon one, each other, help one another to move forward. It's important to uh, take time alone with the Lord, not just like in the beginning pray, but also to just go away for a day. You don't have to go away for a week or anything like that, but just spend some time alone with God. That's so important so you can hear his voice better. Scripture check. Hebrews 11.6. We're, we're winding down now. Hebrews 11.6. Hello, Hebrews 11.6. Where are you? When you go along with God, it says God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So you're wondering, why am I going along with God? You get blessed. Amen. And you know, our flesh doesn't want to do it. But you get blessed. He's a rewarder. That thing you asked him for eight months ago, all of a sudden he gives it to you. Amen. Amen. So in the end... Psalm 23, 2, 3 says, He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. This is how you know you're on the right path. When you begin to have peace in your life near the still waters, when your soul is restored, when you're not anxious, when you're not full of anxiety. He, when he's leading you and guiding you through the Holy Spirit, and when you find out who you are in Christ, as the scripture says, and you walk in it. That's why it's important to read those in Christ scriptures. There's hundreds of them in the Bible. You know, but just take the ones that really mean something to you. But Walking with the Lord and learning how to walk with him, you're going to become joyful, you're going to be fulfilled, you're going to have direction, you're going to live integral and totally blessed. You're going to live totally blessed. So what we're going to do now, uh, it's getting close to our closing, um, but if there's anybody that needs prayer, you can...